we're on week two of the series, Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God. And uh, I want to encourage you, it's been a couple weeks uh, since the first night, we kind of set a stage. And so go back and listen to that message again, uh, because we brought out some truths that really eat people's lunch from Romans chapter 7 uh, at the beginning of chapter 8 uh, that you have to know. But we've kind of set a stage. Tonight I want to get right into it. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And Romans chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 1. Now you have to understand that in the book of Romans, it's real interesting. So Paul, he goes on the first seven verses, or first seven chapters, and then in chapter 8, he tells them that, listen, God's will for your life is that you walk in victory in every arena of your life. He makes that very clear. The law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, hath, past tense, made you free from the law of sin and death. That's not something that's happened recently. That's something that happened on the cross that is yours right now, right? So then he goes through chapter 8, and man, he talks all about victory, how that you are to walk in victory. But then he goes like so many preachers do, so the Holy Spirit goes on what we would call a rabbit trail. Chapters 9, 10, and 11, they've got some great stuff in them, right? But it's about Israel, it's about some different things, and then it's as if the Holy Spirit jumps right back in chapter 12, and from chapter 12 on, he's like, okay, so now I'm going to tell you how to walk out the victory that you have been given. And that's, it starts right in chapter 1, or chapter 12, verse 1. And look at what Paul says. He says, I beseech you. I mean, he's like, I beg you guys. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Isn't this awesome? That we are to do this by the mercy of God. That, in other words, God's going to help you do this. But you have to make a decision. This is foundational. In order to renew your mind, you have to make a decision to start that process. You don't have to know the process. You just have to make a decision. This is why when you come to the Word of God, you don't come to see if you're going to do it or not. You don't come with your own interpretation. Have you ever talked to people about God? They think they know everything about God, but it's interesting they are not in the Word. So how could you know anything about God apart from His Word, right? So here it is, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, this is something God won't do for us, this is something we have to do, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable unto God. You have to present your body. And, the, and it finishes by saying, which is your reasonable service. So you have to present your body a, a, a holy, a living sacrifice. Now, we don't really realize this, but Paul was a Pharisee. So he literally could quote the whole Old Testament verse by word, word by word, in Hebrew, right? Hebrew was not, Hebrew was kind of a, a language that had, they had lost, the Jewish people had lost, 
when Jesus was quoting the Old Testament, he was quoting the Septuagint. Set about, you know, a few hundred years before Jesus shows up, 70 rabbis got together and said, listen, let's, because we're losing this Hebrew language, let's go ahead and we're going to translate the Old Testament scriptures into Greek. Yeah, I mean, it's really awesome that we have that today. So when Jesus would quote the Old Testament scripture, he's quoting the Septuagint. But Paul was a Pharisee. He literally could quote the whole Old Testament. He could tell you everything about every sacrifice. And you know how many living sacrifices were in the Old Testament? Not one. Not one. And all of a sudden now, Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling you and I that we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Okay? So in other words, you know it's living because it will let you know that. Right? When you decide to do what God wants you to do instead of what your flesh wants to do, your flesh will let you know that. Your flesh will try to crawl off that altar. I just don't want to do this. Who cares? Right? Paul is saying, no, if you want to walk in victory, you're going to have to get your flesh under control. And this is what he said. He told, talking about himself, he says, I keep my body under in the Greek language, it would be, I beat my body black and blue continually. So we have to present our bodies a living, holy sacrifice, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. The word world is the Greek word cosmos. Don't be conformed to the world system. There's a system that is working in the world, right? Many Christians are not walking in the blessing of God because they're violating the word and they're just walking by the world system. So, so this is a huge thing. Don't be conformed. This word conformed means to be pressed into the mold of. In, the, in, this, in this life, the enemy, is go, he has no power but he's going to deceive, he's going to use the world system, he's going to try to get you into fear, he's going to try to grab your imagination and get you to believe things that are not true for the purpose of pressing you into the mold of the world. But it says here, do not be pressed into the mold of this world. Now, for the Holy Spirit to tell you that, he's not unjust that means that that's possible, very possible. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. This is the Greek word metamorpho. It means to be changed, to be transfigured, to be transformed. So an example of this word metamorpho, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Bible says that his garment shone brighter than the sun. In other words, who Jesus was on the inside shone on the outside. He was transfigured. He was metamorphosed. That is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. He wants to introduce you to yourself. And he wants to introduce you to the world. Because you look like Jesus. See, this is the cool thing. 
when what God puts grace in you, and what that, will, what that will produce out of your life is glory. Well, what is that? That's his presence. Guess who gets all, all the accolades of that? Jesus, right? So don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be changed, be transfigured. What's on the inside of you showing up on the outside. That means now you're walking in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lusts or the desires of your flesh. That means that death has no place in your life. Oh, death will try to come, but it has no place. Right? Be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. In order to walk in victory, Paul is saying, you must make a decision. I'm going I'm to present my body a living and holy sacrifice. Right? But see, you have to also, you have to renovate your mind. To be honest with you, it'll be impossible for you to present your body a living and holy sacrifice without the renovation of your mind. Do you know if you're an alcoholic, do you know that's your flesh? Your spirit's not an alcoholic. Your spirit, if you're born again, is not a drug addict. Do you know that? If you have anger issues, if you, I mean, if, if you're, let's say you're dealing with heavy-duty depression, do you know your spirit's not depressed? That's all in your mind. And there's one thing that could go down in to your spirit and then come out of your spirit into your mind that will bring wholeness and salvation to your mind, and that is the Word of God, which is full of life and power. You can feel like you are the biggest failure in the world and God sees who you really are. The reality, you are a world overcomer if you're born of God. But you, don't, you won't ever know it if you don't renew your mind. So this word renew is interesting. It means to renovate. To renovate. Well, if you've ever renovated anything, what's the first thing you got to do? you got to tear out what's there, right? And here's the thing. The, the Bible says every plant that was planted in you that was not planted by God, God's will is he wants to uproot all of that out of you. He wants, he wants to take all of that away. He wants you free. Do you know how free it is to never be afraid of anything? In the world, it's like, man, you know, if I'm just like the ultimate UFC fighter, I'm a martial arts expert, I'm a weapons expert, maybe I'll never get in the fear. No, you know, there's always going to be somebody bigger, somebody badder. There's always going to be a situation in the world that could produce fear. But in God, do you know what your spirit, your spirit man never fears? Because you don't have a spirit of fear. Your spirit is one of power, love, and it brings soundness of mind. It's really amazing. So here, though, in order to be transformed, you, it, it, the battlefield is your mind. So this word renewed, to renovate by replacing, right? Replenishing 
and refilling. The renewing of the mind is not like the renovation of your kitchen. If you've ever renovated a kitchen or a bathroom, there's a completion date. We are renovating our HVAC system, right? We're renovating it. What did we do? What was the first thing they did? They ripped everything out of there. We went down to the boiler room and we're like, wow, this is a lot bigger. <laughs> then they put the new equipment in there and we're going, darn it, this is not as big as we thought it was. But the renewing of the mind is not, see, there will be a completion date to the HVAC system. It'll be renovated. Your bathroom would be renovated. Your mind, this is a lifelong process. The Greek word literally means to renovate by replacing. You have to replace these detrimental thought processes, these strongholds, these vain imaginations. you got to replace them with what God's Word says about everything because His Word is truth. You have to do that. And here's the thing, as we learn from the Word of God, the Word does all the work. You don't have to do it. See, that's the biggest thing that happens to you as you grow in God. You realize, wow, this is a rest. When you're struggling by not renewing your mind, by not presenting your body, what happens is you have blind spots and you're, you're wearing yourself out because you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to live for God unless, and not just stepping back, resting in who he is, and now just letting him live through you. And now you just work out what he works in. It's a whole different way to live. To renovate by replacing, replenishing, and refilling. I am constantly, constantly replenishing and refilling. Replenishing and refilling. How do I know that? Because I meditate in the Word day and night. It doesn't say meditate in the Word day and night for three months. It says you just meditate in the Word day and night. Here's the thing, though. God is so irresistible. When you start the process, you'll just get more and more hungry. So this is how we live. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove. This word prove means to discern. What is the word discern? It means to see. You renew your mind so that you can see, so that you can identify. That's what that word prove means. So that you can see something. Where? Outside? No, 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 no. We're talking about it on Sunday. We're talking about vision. No, we're talking about seeing something on the inside. What are you, you going to see? I'm going to discern. I'm going to see. I'm going to identify, which causes me to determine by experience. That's the word prove. What is that good, acceptable, and perfect wills of God? It doesn't say wills, does it? That Greek word is singular. This is talking about three adjectives that describe God's one will for your life. It's good, it's acceptable, it's perfect. In the Greek language, 
what it's showing you is a progression. As you renew your mind with the Word of God, you will progressively grow and lay hold of everything that God's already given you. That's really what it's saying. But if you don't present your body and you don't renew your mind, you're not going to see. You won't know his path. You'll just be one of those Christians that are trying to guess right. And if you go to certain churches, you'll say, well, you know, if God wanted me well, he'd heal me because he's sovereign. And you know, it, if for some reason this is happening in my life and it must be the will of God because, you know, he's sovereign, man, that'll lead you right off a cliff. Satan laughs because the whole Bible, we already know what his will is, right? The Bible even says things like, hey, don't, basically, don't be ignorant, but understand what the will of the Lord is. But then you... you in other circles, that's the ditch over here. But here's the ditch that we get into many times that hear the word all the time. We start playing the Jesus told me so. Right? We think of it as a lullaby. Everything I want to do in my flesh, Jesus told me. Hey, the Lord's leading me to do this. It violates 19 scriptures, but you know what? I'm living out of my flesh. I don't even see that. Right? And then what happens, though, is it gets really hard. Has this ever happened to anybody? Or is it just me? It gets really hard. It gets confusing. But you're trying to keep all the balls in the air, you know? You know how many pastors live in this world? They're not in the Word. And they're just going by the gifts in them. And they're trying to be spiritual when they're not. They're not in, because they're only, because they're living in the flesh. The reality is, they are spiritual, but they're just trying to do it themselves. But we get over here, and, and you know, if things work out, we get all excited. See, you know, God told me, and God led me. But then when it doesn't work out, we just don't talk about it. But we got to get over those days. Because, see, the enemy is playing for keeps. He wants to separate you from your faith and hold you up to the world and show you how that what God said is not true and let you suffer until you die and then he'll just find somebody else. And we have to realize God has made us victorious. You are a child of God. You have the very spirit of God on the inside of you. So we present our bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Man, if the word says he's provided healing, he's provided healing. You don't have to know how, how, to, how to be healed, right? You just have to know what God's will is and grab it and go, okay, God, you said you bore this sickness so I don't have to, so I receive it now. The pain hits you stronger. I'm not moved by that. Listen, if you want to ever know if you're healed, don't look at your body. Here's, here's how you're going to know. If you want to know you're financially prosperous, don't look at your bank account. Look here. This is the truth. And so we've got to renovate our mind with the Word of God so that we start seeing things through His eyes and we don't get bumped off our path or lured off our path. Okay? So this is very important. The New Living Translation, I love this translation 
of this verse, it brings, the, and now, I'm not, I'm not a New Living Translation advocate. Don't, please don't read the New Living Translation as your only source. Man, like in this case, it hits it out of the park. The only reason why I love the King James Version is because it's a word-for-word translation. I could go back with the tools that I have today and I could find out what it's really saying. Because you could even see places where the King James translators were like, yeah, I better say it this way. But the Greek is very clear, or the Hebrew is very clear. But in this verse, it says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. I love the way it says that because to be pressed into the world, what are you... See, this is not a a word-for-word translation. It's a thought-for-thought translation. So this is why it's saying right here, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. You will know if you're being pressed into the mold of the world because you will be copying the behaviors and the customs of the world. So if you see yourself doing that, then go, oh, okay, I just need to renew my mind. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't give Satan three seconds, right? Just jump over in the right place. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We have to do that in the body of Christ. Because here's our problem. Every one of us, although our spirit man is saturated with the love of God, so our spirit man never considers itself our flesh, the nature, the mind of our flesh will always want to be all about us. And if we give into it, we get into pride and we get blind. And all of a sudden, we think we're an instrument for God when we're really being an instrument for the enemy. We think we're moving in the right direction, but we're not. When we were youth pastors in Southern California, our church, it was in an office building, and our church had this racquetball court. So the back wall of this room, it was sealed. You know, you went through this door, you shut it. It was even with the door, you know, so it became a wall. No way out now. And then the back wall was glass. And what we would do is we would have strobe light pillow fights. Now, if you've ever done this, you know, Jake and Alicia, you guys are going to be like, wow. So what's so cool about this is you're standing behind the glass and you're playing with the strobe light, right? So if it's going really fast, you think you're moving away from the person who's about to take you out, but you're moving right into them. That's what happens when you're not thinking right. Now, it gets real funny when you slow the strobe light down, you start to hear screams, because this person's like, if, if Samuel was coming at me and, and, it, and the strobe's going really low, he's there, then he disappears because it's pitch black when it, then he's there and you're like, oh, and then he's here and then bam, you know, it just takes you out. Now you learn as a youth pastor, you do these things. When we first started, we used kind of heavy pillows and we had to pray for some people. So we we're like, oh, it's, you got to get pillows that won't really take people out. But that's, that's, that's kind of like the way it is when you think wrong. You think you're going one way when you're really going another way. You know how many times I've counseled people uh, in their marriage where I've met with the wife and I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, 
One is your divorce. Ten is you guys have a great marriage. Where are you at? And they're like, well, you know, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got the attorney picked out. I'm, I'm like a two, maybe. Maybe a one, but I'll say two to be nice. Then I'll meet with the husband. Every time, the guy's sitting there, oh, I, you know, eight. <laughs> now, if you're, I mean, we're pretty clueless, but eight, are you kidding me? And then you tell him, well, that's not what your wife said. What? <laughs> right? Clueless. That's what happens to Christians. You get clueless if you think wrong. So we want to change the way we think. If you, here's the thing. If being transformed by the renewing your mind is over here, being conformed, or I'll say being transformed is over here, being conformed to the world system is here, realize there's no middle ground. If you are not being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are being conformed to the world. There's no middle ground. So once again, as your pastor, I'm telling you, there, it's not, see, see, it's not an option whether or not you put the word of God first place in your life, right? It's not an option. To be honest with you, if Jesus is your Lord, your options are very clearly spelled out in the word of God, right? They're very clear. So we have to be careful because what will Satan do? He's the mighty option giver. Well, you don't really like to read, so you don't have to read your Bible. You know, you're kind of tired today, so don't go to church, right? Oh, you know, just, just go over here and do this. It's, you know, God will forgive you. And we miss the wonderful plan that God has for us. We don't even ever get to see it. And then what happens to a Christian is they, get, they, they have no hope now because they, they don't see God has a future for them, right? And that's why we just kind of get silent. Don't get down on people that are not in church. There's probably a reason why. It's because they just got tired of this cycle of failure, and now they're just stepping back. So we need to live and walk this stuff out so that we could be an example of, hey, you know what? The word is true. The word is true. You must replace what the world has programmed you to think. You have to replace that with the example of life that the word of God so clearly spells out. You have to replace it. So how do I do this? This process of renewing the mind it's a process of adopting an entirely new system of values. Instead of this is possible, now all things are possible. Right? Instead of, well, this may work out or it may not work out. No, I am a world overcomer. He always causes me to triumph. Right? I just never know what to do. I just seem like I'm just always behind. No, no, no. New Testament believer, Jesus has made unto me wisdom. He's been made unto me wisdom. I have the greater one in me who knows everything. Right? We have to replace it. We have to, we have to replace it so that we look at life from God's word's perspective. 
I, I look at the quality of life that I'm to have, I look at it from the, world, from the word of God's perspective. I understand in this world, I'm going to have pressures, trials, there's going to be things that come against me, but every one of those things are under my feet, and I've already been given the victory. And the battle's not even mine. The battle's his. Right? So I replace what the world system has programmed me to think with the example of life that God's word shows you. What is that example of life? It's zoe. It's the essence and quality of life that God has. That means if I'm starting a business, it's not, I I sure hope this works. No. Because see, when you have this, when you start this process, this very process releases the supernatural transformation that God desires for your life. It releases it in your life. God's transformative power is released in your life to change the way you think so you can see. You'll see life as he wants it to be. And that enables you to walk by faith. You and I, although we walk In this dark world, we don't ever walk in darkness. Well, you know, God's called me to a dark place. So what? Guess what? When you show up, everywhere you go will be light. See, we have been given back the authority. What was the first thing God told Adam? He's like, listen. Well, he said, it's like, let us give man dominion and authority in the earth. Guys, in our country... Do you know our government is not the one with authority? We have the authority. We have to see that. Do you know the authority you have as a parent? I mean, think about it. You have the God of heaven in every situation. As you go tell people about Jesus, listen, we're talking about an unlimited life. Yeah, but you don't know where I've come from. Doesn't matter. Because you, you have no idea who I'm introducing you to right now. Man, he'll turn your life right side up to where you'll never see what you used to be. Well, pastor, there's just no way. I've made some big mistakes in my life. Listen, you know there's a Rama minister that this guy killed a Texas state trooper and had life in prison with no chance of parole. And in prison, on death row, He literally, the Lord told him, you start speaking freedom because I'm going to get you out of here. And the governor of Texas pardoned him. He'll get up and preach in churches and he will say, listen, my criminal record is, uh, there isn't one. It's clean. I was pardoned. How in the world is that possible? Well, I can tell you this. The guy who's ministering, he's not a killer. That killer died right? All things are possible. That's what we're talking about. But you got to see it. You can't possess what you don't see. God wants you to meditate in his word so that you can see it, understand it, and then adopt his way of thinking 
and then use that to replace what the world system has programmed in you. But you got to see it and understand it. So many people are like, man, I read the Bible, but I just don't understand it. Well, of course. Okay. Do you know there's never been a human being that's ever read the Bible that understood it? you got to meditate on it. Because, listen, I don't care what verse it is. John 3.16. Well, everybody knows John 3.16. What about, I don't even know where it's at, but it, the scripture that, you know, you go to Bible camp, it's the one when, you, when you're having a contest, you always memorize it. Jesus wept. Right? But you can't see the word until the Holy Spirit opens it. You can't open it. He has to open it. So if you'll meditate in the Word, everybody in this room, if you will start meditating in the Word, what does that mean? You take a scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you just start saying that over and over and over and over. What you're doing is you're putting that in your heart. And at one point, it will open. And all of a sudden, it'll go from a nice scripture that just sounds good, it makes me kind of feel good a little bit, to, oh my gosh, this is a reality in my life. I see it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And all of a sudden, everything you're doing, you see you moving and you see Christ moving. You're moving in his strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then not only will you see it, then you will start understanding it. Understanding will come, and now what will happen is light will come into your mind, and it'll reveal, hey, this area of my mind needs to be ripped out, and the Word of God will rip it right out. All of a sudden, things that were bothering you before don't bother you anymore. And you're like going, wow, this is so big. We have to change the way that we think. The word of God will do that by when he opens the word to you. You'll see it, you'll understand it, and then you will adopt a new way of thinking. And it'll replace the old stuff. Right? You change into a whole new person by changing the way you think. I mean, this process is amazing. You'll think, I, in my life, I will think, okay, man, I just, I kind of hit a sweet spot. I am doing good. And then all of a sudden, the word will show me an area where it's like, are you kidding me? I think that way? And he'll sh it'll show me a blind spot. And, and you see it. And you have revelation of God's word. And when you see it, this is how fast it happens. All of a sudden, it's pulled out of you. And that's not how you think anymore. You know, they say drug addiction, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, por pornography addiction, it, it literally, it, it fires your brain a, a, a way that's very intense. 
And I'm here to tell you tonight, if you'll start meditating in the Word, the Word, as you see it, you'll understand it, and the Word will change the way you think. Stop trying to overcome this stuff in your own strength. You want to overcome everything? Just start walking around saying, Father, I thank you that Jesus was made to be sin, and I've been made the very righteousness of Almighty God in you. See what happens when you get a revelation of righteousness. Behaviors just change. Right? For you men, you wives will, you, you wives will be like, who, who in the world are you? Man, you're not, you just don't get upset the way you used to get upset. You don't do some of the things. You don't treat me a certain way. Right? For you men, man, you'll, you'll wake up and just, you'll be like, what? wow, who is this woman? I really like this woman. Right? Who knows? You might be able to grow spiritually to the point where you even like Brussels sprouts. I don't know. I've, I have not reached that point yet. You change, in other words, you change into a whole new person by changing the way that you think. Man, I've got so many pages of notes, but I feel like we've got to go slow on this. That it just needs to soak in. God's word will help you change the way you think. It'll reveal every crevice of pride and selfishness that's, that's literally robbing you of Zoe life. It'll, it'll cause you to be able to love. I mean, there are things in my life where I step back knowing who I used to be. Now, I don't remember who I was before Christ because I got saved at four and a half years old. I've, I've done everything in my life as a carnal Christian. But I remember who I used to be, flesh-ruled. And I get in situations and I'm like, I just, I just love. It's astounding to me. I can't take any credit for it. Because it's the Word, it's not me. It's just so wonderful. You think in line with God's Word. You think in line with God's word, right? Remember, God's word, how many times have I said this? Pastor Edwin sealed the deal a couple weeks ago. The Pastor Tony ministry thing, you know. It's, I, I, I have the simplified version. I just need one bottle. I don't need a whole box of them, right? But remember, God's words are containers that contain his thoughts. God's thoughts are what molds you and shape you. When God's word washes over your mind, it shapes, it reshapes your mind so you start thinking different. Amen. We look so good in Christ. Amen. And see, you could be sitting here tonight going, well, pastor, you don't know what I got going on in my life. But I'm telling you, this is what will happen. You will start to meditate in the Word of God. And as you peer into the Word of God through meditating in it, the Word will show you who you really are. And while you think your life is a mess, 
you will see that you're not a mess. That the mess is just a bunch of thought processes in your mind and the word will straighten all of them out. The washing of the water of the word, it, I mean, it's amazing. It will reshape your thoughts. It'll pull out the junk. It'll replenish and refill and refill and refill. In other words, as you're walking through life, you'll walk through your life like this. I love you. I'm with you. I love you. I'm with you. You mess up. Your spirit goes, what are you doing? God's going, I love you and I miss you. And then, and what you do, you don't get down on yourself. You just change. I love you. I'm with you. You can do all things. You're healed. I've provided everything for you. I'm going to walk you into all of it, right? This is, this is what you'll start to see it. When you change the way you think, now you will be able to identify God's plan and purpose and will for your life. You, you don't see it before. Why? You'll shoot too low. You'll think, well, I'm just Tony. You know, I mean, never knew my biological father. I'm just a disaster. But you know, that's not who I am. No, I, I have a father. I experience him all the time. Who is he? Oh, he's awesome. Right? I remember, I remember going to Corona Del Mar High School in Newport Beach. Moved there from Illinois. If you've ever been in Newport Beach, it's like fantasy land. You know, I mean, it's, it's this house on the hill is $40 million. And, you know, I'm going to school with people that are driving Ferraris and all kinds of stuff, you know. And, and I'm, I'm like, wow, they have rich parents. Do you know all those parents were paupers compared to my dad? Yeah, but Tony, come on. No, no, no. If you're saying that, you don't know the word. You just need to renew your mind. Because when you renew your mind, here's another thing that happens. You'll see on the inside of you, your father going, everything that I have is yours. Everything. This is what we have to see. When you hit your lowest point, guess what? He's there, and you won't be there very long with him because he'll change the way you think, all this stuff, and it'll lift you up to a new place. Changes everything. Changes everything. All of a sudden, now, what's happening in the world, you know has to bow to who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. When you change the way you think, it will change everything. You'll be able to identify God's will for your life. See, this is the only way that you and I can fulfill, well, that we could realize and fulfill the high call of God for our life. It's the only way. We have to know this. Amen? You know, even as Mary conceived the word of God in her and birth the word out of her, Jesus. That's what happens to us. God wants his word to be conceived in you and birthed out of you. Oh, rejoice, child of God. He loves you. You're in his hand. 
And boy, I tell you, when you see what he's given you, it will change everything in your life. Amen.